2: Today I'm going to turn the tables just a little bit on the two of you uh, because today I have a word and it's uh, it's not exactly a word that comes up in common conversation, <laughs> but uh, it's one that I've always been really curious about and I'll, I'll spell it for you, of course. It's spelled F-L-A-C-C-I-D and I'm we don't need to go into when this word is, is most often used, but, but it generally means uh, just sort of uh, limp, limply. And I'm curious how the two of you would pronounce it, and then I'm also curious about uh, why people tend to pronounce it um, in a couple of different ways.
1: Okay, I would pronounce it flaccid, as, in, as if it were spelled F-L-A-S-S-I-D. Flaccid is what I would say. I'm going to add
0: to Kathy's... Uh, word and say flaccid as well. Although I do know
1: that technically it should be pronounced flaccid. However, well, no, I'm jumping in, Ross. Not technically it should be. Technically it always had been, but now modern times there are more. More people say flaccid than flaccid now.
0: Okay, and I'll, I'll add something else on a really fascinating website called Uglish, which basically takes um. Speeches people have made, uh, talks they've given, or whatever, and takes little cuts of them, and then you type in a word, and it will show you how they pronounce the word. So I looked up uh, "flaccid" or "flaccid" on that on the on the Uglish site, and 34 times uh, they had 34 instances of people saying uh, the word. In many cases, they were doctors referring to various. Uh, Body parts or whatever. Body parts. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, these—this was not like you know a porno. So sort of, these were respectable <laughs> doctors or whatever. And two out of thirty-four said flaccid. The rest two. said flaccid.
2: Wow. I'm
1: gonna have Fletcher. What do you say? <laughs>
2: uh, I try not. To use the word because I have confusion <laughs> about uh, what it ought to be. I certainly, I very much realize everyone says "flaccid," um, and I don't rage at people who do. I have no problem with that. I know that's, I know that's where we're at now. I just, I just, I don't understand why it's not "flaccid." Now, I don't understand how it shifted so much into that "s" sound.
1: Well, I want us to start at the beginning. What fascinates me, and this is one where I'm going to actually address Ross. It comes from the Latin, right? So technically, oughtn't it be flaccid? It's flaccidus, and,
0: and, and there, the, there is a Latin word, and it's flaccidus. Right. The, the the cc becomes k, but then we get into something really kind of weird about when you said that. I just thought of it, but cc in ecclesiastical Latin before an cc is is c sound in most of the time, but before an a e e or i or o e as well, it becomes ch so would it be i don't know would it be flaccidus or flaccid in uh ecclesiastical latin i'm not sure old church latin or medieval latin i don't know but the one thing is it's never been it, it does come from the um latin but it's never been flaccid in latin
1: that's interesting
0: and then actually i'm going to add something else in french you would normally say uh flask in french but in uh there is a word uh, fl- i just look let me just look it up it'd be flexed in french it'd be sort of like Fletcher pronounces it in English,
1: but they say that the reason it did start changing from the K sounds to S is probably the whole Norman thing, because a lot of times then so that's when C's, even if the French did K's, English thought they were speaking sounding more French by softening K's to C's. So that would be how you you began. I mean, but then you have other words like su- succinct, is succinct now more people say, but that too is the double C. And
0: that doesn't, I don't think come from the, uh, it's funny. Cause I, re, what you just said, Kath was interesting. Cause I read that thing too, that the English were trying to out French, the French and wrongly pronounce, pronouncing flaccid, uh as flaccid, even though the French were still pronouncing it flaccid, but I'm not that sure. Cause one thing I noticed the other day, I'm hearing more and more accessories rather than another double C it should be accessories. But for some reason I hear more and more accessories. And it was funny because on uh, I went back to the Yuglish site about a couple of uh, minutes ago, and I heard uh, quite a few uh, accessories versus accessories, and I'm wondering if it's a natural sort of thing. I don't quite know why, but we naturally just sort of drift into an easier sounding, cuz a harsher sounding word.
1: S accessories is easier to sort of say it chips off the well door. that's the whole thing because i mean both sus- succinct and flaccid were pronounced that way until like the 20th century and it's 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 lately the the drift is to the flaccid succinct that like you're saying and then the accessory and there's one guy who uh, a linguist who who says it's what he calls orthoopic did you see this orthoopic piracy it's when a word is reinterpreted because speakers aren't confident of how it's pronounced And then over time, you get the drift into the non-standard way, which is how you now have flaccid being more oftenly uh, cited in dictionaries. One of the fascinating things, the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, only has flaccid. They don't even list flaccid as a pronunciation. So they're sticking with the... uh, with the older.
0: Well, not to go in, that's interesting too. I think we did a lot more research than we thought on, on words and stuff because it's interesting because I read somewhere that the Brits do pronounce it flaxid more commonly.
1: That's what I'm saying, yeah, which makes sense. That's what I'm saying. They only list flaxed.
0: Oh, I know, but I'm saying it's not just because they're being, oh, I, I see what you're saying. I thought they're not being prescriptive in this case, so they're just actually, in a sense, being descriptive because they hear flaxed. I see. Oh, I see. I, did, I misunderstood. Oh, see,
1: but now the Cambridge Dictionary has "flaccid" only for both uh, UK and America. Well, there I goes my see theory.
0: So
1: I don't know. <laughs> see, Fletcher, aren't you so? Aren't you glad you brought up "flaccid" or "flaccid"? <laughs> well,
2: a, a little bit I am. I mean, I I had been trying to think of other double C words uh, that people used as S, and um, I mean, "flaccid" is easily the one that I hear the most like it's it's pretty much turned into flaccid I never hear anybody say flaccid the others that you mentioned uh, accessory b- becoming accessory I hear that I hear that a bit and succinct uh, I think I do hear that as succinct more often than I realized um, there are other words like succeed you know where I I don't think I ever really hear secede uh, I mean that's a whole other word um, so I, I guess yeah I was kind of curious about uh, whether there were other double C words that you noticed that happening in. Uh, I guess there are, but it doesn't seem to be, certainly to the extent that, that flaccid or flaxid has. No,
1: so I'm just thinking, because like accident, you don't hear accident. Yeah, at all, yeah. Um, ascent, for accent, yeah. Accept, accept. no. What other words have a double C that off Well, then you've got the hard Cs, like account or occasion. Sure. Or occupy. No, I think that you're right, though. I think it's just succinct and and flaccid and to some small
0: degree accessories right although interesting enough you would never say i've heard accessory but i would you would never say he's an accessory to murder i would always say accessory to murder i would never say accessory
1: i don't know though ross if some people if, if, if it's changing i can see that i think that it would happen you're i think that you might hear it there too in the singular as well but it still
0: doesn't sound
2: uh, you don't sound uh, i guess Educated, if you're saying accessory, uh, whereas
1: I totally agree with you. I, it's 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 a it's a touchy way to put it, but you're absolutely right, and that's what I was trying to figure out how to say yeah. it too because it's true. Accessory sounds sort of like yeah,
0: but the others you do. I mean. The others do sound succinct and flaccid. Both sound okay, and Kath mentioned that um, orthopaic piracy, which this guy wrote an article on. Uh, a professor uh, wrote an article on um, words like this, and he found again with succinct. Or succinct uh it was a princeton grad student a very small survey but seven uh grad students said succinct one said succinct and one wasn't sure so again we're getting to like uh, upper educated people are saying the double s rather than the uh, ks like kathy was saying actually interesting enough on that same survey all canadians said succinct so <laughs> i don't know what that means oh
2: wow
1: He also mentioned the word coccyx, which it does not often come up in regular (laughs) conversation. But that's another one, though, actually. Are people saying coccyx? Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to the doctor. I'm seeing a doctor tomorrow. I'll ask. (laughs) Hey, what are they all saying at Swedish Hospital? I'm curious. I mean, clearly
2: the S sound is easier to say than the sound. So it's not it's not that surprising, I guess, to me that that things would shift a bit like that. Yeah. Uh, flaccid is is just one i've been mostly curious about most of my life just because i i had you know again never heard anybody say flaccid and and it didn't make a lot of sense to me do you have any idea when that shift might have happened uh or or is that just lost to history
1: there's some debate the on that. The only thing I keep seeing, I don't know if Ross, if Ross can be more specific, is that it happened in the 20th century, was when you really saw the big shift. But the interesting thing is, someone commented
0: that the pronouncing handbook of words often mispronounced from 1873, which Kath and I both have looked at before, they make a point of saying it's flaccid. It's pronounced flaccid, not flaccid, which therefore means at least in
1: the 1870s it was being mispronounced. Mm-hmm. But I suspect the huge shift, I mean, the, the time to, to like where it, it's pretty much primarily flaccid, I, I, would, I would argue would be the 20th century, that you still had as the, 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 the co, uh, co-pronunciation, if you will. I mean, it makes sense, though, because the thing that gets me is if you look at the spelling, too, I mean, I think automatically, aside from the fact that sk is hard to say, I think that, or x, actually, it looks like acid, you, 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 even though it's got the double C, you think acid. Mm-hmm. Well, true. I found one from the 1700s
0: that spelled flaccid, F-L-A-C-I-D, as Kathy was saying with acid. So I imagine then they were actually saying flaccid rather than flaccid as well, at least upon occasion. As you were saying, it still probably was dominantly Flaxed, but I think even as early as the 1700s, it was being mispronounced as flaccid as well.
1: One thing I found that interests me, how do you guys pronounce the word? Uh, this is like sort of the flip side of it S C H I S M. Schism? Yeah. Yeah. People, a lot of people actually used to say schism. This is like a flip of oh, that. they
2: used to say it, but now it's gone to schism.
1: Correct. But it started, a lot of people, like up until like the 50s and stuff, used to say schism. Would they think would that was would that be an original pronunciation or something or not? Well, they said when it was when it first came into English, yeah, in the 14th century, it was spelled s c i s m e. It didn't have the h, and it was pronounced schism. That's and really then, interesting. Um, I didn't know that. No, that was I. I, I ran across that. I was actually going to ask you about it because I figured it was pronounced schism until the 18th century, and it was typically a. It was the old thing about let's try to sound Greek or Latin, and it was a lexicographer said that the C-H should be pronounced like a K. The H was added by the Latinate. you know, when everybody wanted to make it look classical.
0: Yeah, and in Latin, that would be pronounced schism. Oh, that's
1: really interesting. But it fascinates me that, that they say that, um, like the American Heritage Dictionary says that schism used to be pronounced, was regarded as incorrect, but it became so common that now in American usage, it's it. But in, in, in the UK, it's you can still hear schisms. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: It's funny, though. They are more correct, though. I just looked it up. It does come from the Greek. Schisma, schisma which would have more of a K sound. Not really as a K sound rather than a K sound. But I think that sh- schism more correctly approaches the ancient origins. Not that that means anything. It doesn't matter. But it was just <laughs> interesting.
1: Yeah, I just thought that was an another. And Merriam-Webster's only has schism um, when you as its audio pronunciation. They also say schism and schism, for that schism. matter. Like schedule. <laughs> <laughs> words ain't <Yeah>. they fun <laughs> i want to
2: go back just briefly to flaccid and i don't think this would really be the reason the the pronunciation changed but the difference between f- the sound of the two pronunciations, flaccid and flaccid. flaccid sounds more like what the word means. I mean, it sounds weaker. It sounds limper than flaccid does.
0: I agree. Flaccid sounds sort of strong and upright. Right. No, I agree.
1: Well, the funny thing is, is I agree with you. It's, it, it's one of those words that really sounds like it. But I think it's funny. Brian Garner says it's a skunked word. You know, we've talked about skunk words before, where it's just avoid it because it's so much in transition. And I'd have to disagree with him on this one. I think it's so... Uh, we're so given to hearing flaccid and saying flaccid I I wouldn't I don't think it's really problematic. yeah I
0: agree anymore but the sound. but going back to the sound though that that, that you're right it does sound limper saying flaccid but that doesn't explain succinct and succinct right sure and I still think a lot of it is just your mouth getting a little bit lazy and just gradually alighting and I still think for some reason those two words sound easier to say with a soft s accelerate or accessory doesn't sound as easy to use to switch over to the S. But it's the mystery of language. We have no, because what always gets with these things is sometimes people will very confidently tell you, well, it's because of this or that. And in often cases, it doesn't seem to be true. They're just making a wild guess. Like we just talked earlier, we're saying, did flaccid come from the Anglo-Normans and Brits trying to sound more like French than the French? And now we're saying probably not. We have none of us really know. We can only guess.
2: Switching gears just a little bit. You also sent me a word this week, and uh, it's long, but I'll spell it out anyway. M A C H i-n-a-t-i-o-n so i guess it sort of looks like it should be machination um and uh, certainly i know it's not machination um we know about things like the deus ex machina so it could very well be machination i personally have always said machination um but i guess you can tell me how wrong that is
0: well it's technically machination and I always said machination until fairly recently.
2: Like an SH sound.
0: As in machine, which seemed very logical. I didn't use the word very frequently, but I would say machination. And I was horrified when we uh, started doing some research several years ago to find out that it's correctly and very vehemently called by his proponents machination.
1: Okay. Although I've got to say now, here we go again with language changing more and more dictionaries have machination listed as an accept as, as a way of pronouncing it. But I mean, if it is technically machination because it comes from the Latin. And again, we've got the C H is K thing and think of Machiavelli because you wouldn't say Mach Machiavelli sounds like, wasn't there an old perfume Prince Machiavelli? I just, really, I just remembered that. Yeah. But interestingly, um, I just said you wouldn't pronounce Machiavelli that way, but it it was pronounced actually sometimes Mach, Machiavelli, which is an odd one. But yeah, going back to the machina, it's machination, and it, it comes from the Latin, but everybody, it's so commonly said machination because you see machine and you think machine.
2: Yeah, and that makes sense. Um, so I guess I really have no idea why I ever said machination. I guess that one's just completely out the window.
0: Well, I guess maybe like macho or something. I don't know, macho.
1: I but I think that seems legitimate again, and with the we see the a c h even though it doesn't have the t. I don't know. I, I would. It just
0: seems to me to be looked naturally like machine. So therefore, I would say machination. I mean, and the question is why machine is pronounced machine, as Kathy was talking about, because it should be machina in Latin and why machination, became, uh, why machination supposedly retained the K and machine didn't, there's no real way of knowing. One might be French influenced. There was some article I read on etymology, and they were saying one had the French influence and one had the uh, Latin influence. Yet machination, or machination, I, I read on the Oxford Dictionary, comes partly borrowing from the French. So there's no real way of knowing why one changed and one didn't. One guess would be possibly that machine is more commonly used, so it more commonly merged into general speech in a way that sounded easier. And machination retained more of a a sort of literary or scholarly uh, tenor to it, so therefore it remained the original pronunciation. But I can't really guess why otherwise. Do you have any ideas,
1: anyone? I think that makes sense. I mean, the thing that I kept finding was that you didn't really get as many machinations until like the mid the mid twentieth century.
0: Again, though, I found in an old book on pronunciation, uh, telling people to 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 speak to talk with machination, not machination. And then in our book we have that quote from eighteen sixty seven, the American Journal of Education. There was a notorious Miss Blank from the New Jersey Normal School who has taught her class to pronounce machination as machination. Here I quote. I love the quote. There could be no possible excuse for such carelessness or rather ignorance. And the guy goes on and on to castigate this poor teacher who told her kids it's pronounced machination, not machination. So, I mean, even as early as the 1860s, it, there were people pronouncing it or mispronouncing it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I think that my I, I agree with you, obviously, that poor woman, too. Can you imagine how humiliating that must have been? But um, I'm saying that I think that the shift to where it was more, pre- more commonly or often, more often pronounced machination was, was a mid-20th century thing. And one thing I had seen is more people are starting to say now, machination which goes back to the whole flaccid
0: thing. Oh, boy.
2: Oh, I don't like that. Doesn't
1: that sound odd, Massination. It sounds like masticating. Yeah, massination
2: doesn't work at all. That doesn't even, I wouldn't even know what somebody was trying to say if they said that word.
1: Nor
0: I. But, you know, going back to the problem, we talked earlier about the problem with skunked words or whatever. I found an article in The Spectator where uh, some writer uh, on Have I, I mean, some reader, news reader on Have I Got News For You was ridiculed for saying um, machination. He was publicly ridiculed. And that always sort of bothers me. First of all, because that word is, you know, can be pronounced either way. But second of all, I mean, the dangers of mispronouncing words, I wouldn't want to be publicly ridiculed on national TV in England for saying a word wrongly. He said machination. (laughs) (gasps) He said machination. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) I think but I would ridicule at him, said machination. <laughs> oh so... my!
0: Oh my gosh!
1: I say we all avoid this work, this word. By all accounts, never say it again. I'm not using the word. Go home. Put your head under the covers.
2: Well, you did mention, of course, that it's a word that's not used that often. Um, but so I guess you're saying that that at this point we've kind of gotten to the place where either machination or machination ought to be acceptable?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't think... I'm, I, but I've I got to say, I don't like machination, so I'm putting my foot yeah, down we, on we that Yeah, we can all one. agree. There's a limit. I think we all agree
2: on that one. Yeah, no thanks.
1: <laughs> okay, what about machismo? Do you say machismo? M-A-C-H-I-S-M-O? It's machismo, right? Yeah.
2: Right. Are you serious? Ma- machismo? I mean, I've always heard machismo.
1: Yeah, because that's how you get macho. You don't say macho. I assume that
2: word comes from a different place.
1: I, I, I'm assuming that comes from the Spanish. Comes from the Spanish macho. Yeah, okay. I always say machismo. Do you? I just looked it up on Oxford
0: Dictionary, and they have the preferred British pronunciation is machismo. The second pronunciation right. in England is machismo. The U.S., the first is machismo, and the second is machismo. I've
1: never heard it with a hard, with a hard like, K sound. No. I always wow. said it machismo? that way. <laughs>
0: no, that one I always did. That's interesting.
1: Yet again, we've learned something. You're pronouncing it wrong, Ross. It's machismo.
0: <laughs> I'll see what American Webster says here. I'm looking it up right now, and we'll see. But this is the fascinating thing about language. I mean, there's so many minor differences, even among people who know each other, live in the same area, or whatever.
1: I just want to interject. The interesting thing I'm finding with machismo is, even though it came from the Spanish, it's a, it derived from the Latin, masculus. So you would have it. So technically, I would think you would have it kuh. Proba- Thank you, if Kathy. I feel better
0: Really, really go back to the roots. I feel better now. Although, uh, Merriam-Webster has machismo as their first pronunciation. Second is machismo. I
1: stand with Merriam-Webster. And Fletcher.
2: It does at least sound like uh, either one is acceptable, though.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. So how do we say C.H.E. Guevara, the f- Cuban Revolutionary? okay K <laughs> K-Gur- I mean I guess I've always
2: heard Shay or Che, but mostly che, mostly
0: yeah. che, che. Che, which is correct, yeah.
1: But the interesting thing, just if I can just make like a very dull sum- summary here, is that what we're saying almost every word we've talked about today, it, it's it's you might have had an original thing original pronunciation it sort of like grew into something else and they coexist and they're neither is technically wrong anymore even if you say one might be preferred except for the that you know mass massination, um we everything is acceptable now which is very nice it makes life a little simpler don't you think
2: This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at Powell at KMUW.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross Petras's newest book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They've got another book coming up later this year, and they're always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, knrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. Oh, and one more thing. After we finished recording, Ross mentioned that one of his favorite writers was a guy named Valerius Flaccus. And if I've looked up the right person, he was a Roman poet in the first century. Anyway, we all got a chuckle out of the fact that his name basically meant Valerius the Limp. But he also said Flaccus was a pretty common name at the time, and Wikipedia tells me that it probably started out as a nickname before turning into something more like a family name, and that it likely meant something along the lines of Big Ears or Floppy or Fatty. So then I got to wondering about the NFL quarterback Joe Flacco and whether or not his name was related to this. And Ross said he couldn't be sure, but it probably was, again referring to someone's ears rather than anything else. And more importantly, he pointed out that if this were the case, we could reasonably call him Joe Floppy, which honestly is kind of endearing. I like it. And also, Mr. Flacco, I know you listen to this podcast, so I want to make it clear that I'm certainly not making fun of you. I just think it's really interesting how people get the names they do. And a very belated congratulations on that Super Bowl. Um, go Ravens. Kathy also chimed in to mention that in Spanish, the word flaco with one C, -C F-L-A-C-O, means thin rather than floppy or fatty, and that the word is also a vulgarism for urination. No real point to me telling you this other than aren't you glad you know it now?